this morning. There we go. I can hear myself now. I said, good morning. How are y'all this morning? Good to see all y'all's happy and smiling faces. Welcome to Coosa Valley Church of God. We're glad that y'all are here this morning to come and to hear God's word and worship him this morning. Ain't he been good to us? I said, ain't he been good to us, church? He is so great. He is, he, he is the reason that we are here, and he is the reason that we've come to this house to praise him. So, church, let's stand all over this house. Let's get into an atmosphere of prayer, worship, and, and just get into this, his heavenly presence as we go on in this service. I know we all have needs in the house and many things going on in our lives, our families, people we know, people at work. Let it be known by the show of hands today with the needs over the house. God knows every need. He sees your hand. He sees the heart. He knows every single thing. So I know that God can meet every need that has been represented today by you guys here. Everybody on live stream, if you raise your hand on there, God sees your need. And we welcome you this morning as well. So let's everybody pray as we go into worship this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for today. I thank you for all your many blessings, Lord, for allowing us the very opportunity to be in your house today, God. Lord, today, as we go forth, as we move into the worship part of a service, God, Lord, I pray you just, Lord, pour out your anointed blessings from the very heavens above on our worship leaders, God, and on our uh, singers and musicians, God. Lord, I pray that, Lord, you just, Lord, pour out your anointing on them today and let it flow from the very tops of your heaven, God, to the very uh, every inch of this room today, God. Lord, and I pray you just touch and let, Lord, move in this service today, Lord, like you have never done before God we're also praying for the word today God as Lord as it has already been prepared to be given to this congregation I pray Lord you anoint this pastor anoint the very lips that he has Lord as he presents the word God Lord to let him be able to communicate it efficiently and effectively to this congregation and Lord I pray that lives will be changed and hearts will be touched and that a thing will be learned from your word today God also but we come before you and we hit we ask Lord for your very heavenly touch Lord in this very service God you see hands raised across this congregation you see every need you see every hand God Lord, and I pray you, Lord, to go and touch and meet those needs. Lord, there's so many things. There's so many circumstances. But, God, it doesn't matter how many needs or circumstances. But what matters is that you are the ultimate healer. You are the ultimate caretaker of your flock and your sheep, God. Lord, you love. And, God, you, Lord, give your love every single day. And that's what matters. So we say, Lord, touch those needs. Let your hand be extended upon them now, God. And we forever give you the honor, the glory, and the praise today in Jesus' heavenly name. Amen and amen. Worship with us this morning. Join with us in worship this morning as we sing Joy Unspeakable.
morning, give him a hand clap of praise. That's all I want this morning is to have the joy of the Lord in my heart. Join with us in worship again as we sing, My God is Real. Is he real to you? I sure hope so. Oh, my God is real.
Nothing, nothing compares to the promise we have in Jesus. Nothing at all compares to the promises that we have in Christ. God is our Savior. God is our Redeemer. God's our kinsman Redeemer. I'm so glad to know that nothing in this world compares to the promise that we have in Him. Amen. While we're in a mood and a moment of, of worship and a time of prayer, would you do something that's unusual and weird and strange with me? You already know that I'm, I'm weird, and that's okay. But you see that little white box that's below the TV on the back wall there? There's a TV on the back wall, and there's a, there's a white box. It's a camera. There's a lot of folks that are watching this morning that are sick. Some that are sick in the bed. Some that have covid some that has other ailments and other sicknesses in their body. Would you stay for a moment? Would you stretch forth your hands to that camera? I know that this might seem weird to some others, but would you stretch forth your hands in church? Those that are joining us on live feed know that we're praying for you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we come to you right now, we pray those that are sick, those that has an affliction in their body, whatever that sickness may be, Father, I'm praying right now that you'll heal their body. God, I pray right now that COVID would have to go. Sickness would have to go. Stomach ailments would have to go. God, arthritis would be healed. God, headaches would be healed. Cancers would be healed at the very mention of your name. Right now, Father God, I praise you because I know that you're a prayer answering God and I know you're able God, it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of, all of God's children would say amen and amen. Would you give God a great hand clap? Give God a hand clap of praise this morning as you're being seated. Thank you so very much for being in the house of God today. Thank you, those that are here, those that are on live stream. I appreciate you being in the house of God today. Some that are here this Sunday that we haven't seen in several Sundays. There's some that are here that has had a sickness or affliction in their bodies and they've stayed home and that's okay. I never thought, 15, 16, 15 years old when I started preaching, Brother Bob, I never thought that I'd ever hear this out of my mouth. 
I'm glad some stayed home. I mean, you know, when you've got a sickness in your body and you've got fever and you've got whatever else may going on, we don't want to spread it to anybody else. But, I, but I'm going to tell you something. There's one thing that has not changed. I know that my God is still a healer and He's still on the throne and my God is still able to move and minister to the lives of each one that is sick. Amen. God has touched your lives. God has touched your lives. And I know that God is going to touch their lives. Amen. God is able. Amen. You have your Bibles. You will go ahead and start turning with us to the book of Romans. This morning, the book of Romans, we're going to be looking at Romans chapter 12. Those that are, as, there, as you're turning to Romans chapter 12, I want to make a, I don't know if you want to call it an announcement or a warning or I don't know. I'll just say it and be done with it. Over the course of this next year, I know this is, this is the third Sunday of this year and what a year this has been. It feels like it's already been about 14 years rolled up in just 24 days. It's been a long year already. But you know what? We still have many more months to go. And over the course of this year, there's going to be some things that we're going to be adding to our church ministries, the ministries here at our church. Most are is already aware that we are in the that we have. We've been on it some time. We've had our live stream going for some time. We've been continuing to do that here over the last couple of months. We've been upgrading that, been trying to improve, and been trying to work things out. There's still some bugs we're working out. We're, be patient with us as we're doing that. If you find something, if you're on live stream, you're watching, and something happens, cuckoo, text the number that's on the bottom of the screen so that we know. What's going on? We're trying to monitor those. But there's something that we're going to be starting to add over the next couple of months. And we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing some teachings, some devotional teachings on our live stream. It's going to be just strictly, uh, it's going to be strictly during the course of the week and it's going to be on our live feed. Live feed can be found on our website, cvcog.church. Click on live. It's also, we're, we're currently, we're still doing our social media, our uh, YouTube Facebook, Instagram. What else are we doing? I don't know if I'm getting everything. Boxcast. There's the other one. The Boxcast is one that, we're, that is uh, on your smart TV. So we're still doing those, but we're going to be doing some. We're going to be doing some devotionals. The devotionals, the topics that's going to be going towards these. So there's going to be some men's topics that we're going to be looking at. Building a man's finances. Building a man's faith. Building a man's friends. Man being built to be a leader, building a man's family. Then we're going to also be looking at living what we believe. There's going to be some topics of a believing people, a saved people. I'm a believing person and I'm a saved person, amen? I'm a sanctified person. There's going to be some topics of sanctification. There's going to be topics of healing and expectancy. Then we're going to be looking at discipling Pentecostal. There is some people that does not know what Pentecostalism is all about. Let me tell you, Pentecostalism doesn't have nothing to do with a snake running across the church. Snake starts coming in. Brother Andy's running through the other wall. You don't believe me? Ask those that was here on that Wednesday night when I opened that door and there was a snake laying there. Brother Bob... Cade had already walked through. He was standing there looking at me. Brother Andy, come on. Brother Andy was like, uh-uh. But I knew I couldn't leave him. Or could I? Sorry, Mom and Dad. No, I didn't leave him. I wasn't going to do that. But I did yank him and throw him across the room. And then I come through the door. And then I won't mention who they are. Two of the men in this church went and got a trash can and got that thing. And they, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I threatened them before they walked through that door. You come in with that snake and I'll shoot you both. They took that thing out in the woods. I don't really care what they did with that thing. I didn't want him here. But there's also spiritual snakes that we need to get a hold of. 
And the Word of God gives us that authority to grab a hold of that thing and to get rid of it. Amen? And so we're going to be talking about those things. Why? Because as Pentecostals, we are a praying people. Come on! We're a praying people. As Pentecostals, we're an overcoming people. As Pentecostal, we're fruitful. We're gifted. We're blessed. And we see the miracles of God. We're going to be talking about those things. And then we've got a couple of other things that we're going to be looking at. So I want you to stay tuned to those. Stay tuned to our social media. But mainly, we're focusing people to our website. We're focusing people to our website. We mentioned something about that last Sunday morning. Uh, just be going to our website. We're still on our social media. We're still on BoxCast. But follow through with our website and you'll see all of the things that's going on at Coosa Valley. That's cvcog.church. This morning, just wanted to give you a, an insight of some things to look forward to in the rest of this year. But this morning, as we continue to look at the topic Stronger Together, over the past couple of weeks, we've had a looked at several reasons out of the Word of God that gives us reasons and shows us how we're stronger together as a church family. We can do things stronger if we're together. Last Sunday, Brother Michael, they, some of them put it on, a, on, on some of the chats on our social media. They thought it was WWE on there. Last Sunday, I brought Brother Michael to, to the front and me and him locked arms. One was going this away, and one was going this away. And we were showing how that you cannot go both ways. But when we started working together, we shown how that we are stronger together. We also talked about how the first Sunday morning when we introduced this, I had not shared, neither had brother and sister, brother Michael, sister Elizabeth, neither had they shared with me what they had wanted to look at for this year for the student ministries. Their topic, their thought process is better together. Let me tell you something, church. We're stronger together and we are better when we're united together. Amen? We can do things when we're together. Over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at some things. First of all, on January the 3rd, the first Sunday, and I'm giving you the date so you can go back and you can look at the outline and you can go back and watch. <coughs> on January the 3rd, we gave an overview for hindsight 2020. And we discussed that we're stronger together. But we posed the question, why are we stronger together? And that's what we're looking at. On January the 11th, we looked at why we're stronger together because Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. And pastors are the under-shepherds to Christ. Pastors have been given charge to watch over His sheep. And guess what, church? We're the sheep. We're the sheep. And sheep want a shepherd to follow. But there's a times that there's goats that gets in the middle of that. And we talked about that as well. We moved on on to January the 17th, last Sunday, and we seen how that Christ is the head of the church. Let's say that again. Christ is the head of the church. I say that because I have heard it from people's mouths. Well, I'm not going to go to that church and I'm going to hurt Brother Andy. I'm not going to give him my tithes and my offering because I'm going to hurt Brother Andy. I don't like what he's done. I'm going to hurt Brother Andy. Let me tell you something. God said he's going to take care of me and my family. If we do the work that God's called us, now let me, take, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me throw this into this. There are ministers that are not following the will of God. And I'm not talking about them. But when you have a child of God that is following in the path and the direction that God has laid in their lives, I'm not perfect, but I'm following what God has laid in my heart for this church. And when you're doing that, God's going to take care of His children. 
God is going to take care of His children. So when you're doing things and you're thinking you're doing it against the pastor, you're doing it against Christ. And therefore it hurts yourself. What we've got to do is, number one, as Christ being the head of the church and Christ has made under shepherds to lead the church, what have we got to do as the body of believers? Boy, this is tough stuff, y'all. What have we got to do as body of believers? Remember, I said we're stronger together and we got to act like we're stronger together. What have we got to do as the body of Christ to continue to be stronger together? We've got to pray one for another. If someone falls, standing on their neck is not an option. Somebody has fallen, we're supposed to help them back up. We're supposed to lead them to the cross of Calvary. We're supposed to show them the love of God. Christ is the head of the church. We are the body of Christ. And we as the body, we must work in unity. Now this Sunday, this Sunday we're going to talk about more about the body of Christ. You have your Bibles, go ahead and we'll turn with us to the book of Romans chapter 12. As you're turning to Romans chapter 12, if you're following along on our outline on our website, I hope you've noticed that there's several places that you can make notes on the outline on our website. And then at the bottom, you can email it to yourself. I've got some that's already emailing it to themselves before service, and they're printing it out, and they're laying it out on the table at the house. That's awesome. We need to get into the Word of God. It's a good thing because there's a lot of verses in here that I may not read. But we've got to get into the Word of God, church. Let's go on. Let's look at this. Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 3. Let's read it straight through to verse 5. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, the members do not have all the same function. Members do not have all the same function. Me yep, that says it. Members do not have... These glasses are not hearing aids. Y'all hear this? These glasses are not hearing aids. Therefore, these glasses cannot, make me, cannot help me to hear. Although these glasses sure do help me read lips. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that, was I? It's, it's funny how when you read, you're able to read lips and you see somebody across the room and you can't hear a word they're saying, but I sure can read lips. But here's the thing. My eyes can't help me hear. My stomach does not help me to see. My foot does not help me to write. Although it might write better than my hand does. Every member of my body has a function. My stomach digests food. My mouth gets that food to my stomach. Oh, I should have got a hallelujah, amen, glory to God out of all that now. My hand helps to pick up that food to shove it, to place it into my mouth. Amen? It's the same way with God, folks. As a spirit, our spiritual body, part of us is being a witness to those that we come in contact with. We're delivering the gospel of Christ to those around us. Hello? We have some that's here this morning that is working the nursery. I'm not working the nursery. 
They ain't enough duct tape and all. I'm kidding, y'all. Oh, I'd save the duct tape for the youth group. Duct tape them to their chair. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But do you see the point that I'm making? We've got those that are working in our nursery. We've got those that are working in our children's church. We've got those that are... Aren't y'all glad I ain't singing? We've got those that are singing. We've got those that pretend like they're playing the drums. We've got those that are, that are doing our children's church and our student ministries. Everybody's called into all of those areas of ministry. What have we got to do as a body of Christ? We've got to work together in unity to help this boat go forward. Have you ever seen a big rowboat that's got, have you ever seen those rowboat races that's got, the, they've got like six or seven guys on there, or, or ladies, six or seven guys on there, and, and, and they're rowing together? What would happen if they got out of sync? That boat wouldn't go nowhere right. It start turning. It start going in circles. It would not go the right way. But they're all following that leader that is telling them the path to go. The leader in the church is Christ Jesus. I mentioned this morning in Sunday school how that you do not need to put a pastor on a pedestal. You do not need to put a Sunday school teacher on a pedestal. Why? Because it's, fa- it's further for them to fall. If you are getting your word from the Lord and you're saying, well, prophet so-and-so said, and that's all you're depending on, let me introduce to you the one that the word is never wrong. Hello? Everybody got real quiet. Everybody Was everybody dependent upon some prophet of saying something? Look, there's prophets of God. How many believes that? How many also believes that there's prophets that are human? How many also believes that those same prophets that are human are fallible? But I'm going to also tell you, the Word of God will tell us Do you want, let's just throw this one as an example. Do you want God to take care of your finances? How many many wants that? What does the Word of God teach us to do about our finances if we want God to take care of them? God tells us in His Word, turn it over to Him, and when we give God in our tithes and our offerings, God will bless How many knows that that is true? It's true. I've seen it time and time again. But it only happens when we do our part. Hello? I just gave you a prophetic word. I gave you a prophetic word, yes, straight from the word of God. You can take what I just said and you can take it to the bank because God said He'd do it. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Well, God bless, He also says, a cheerful giver. There's conditions on bless receiving a blessing. But what we've got to do is we've got to get the Word of God and receive what God is trying to give to us. Now, let's go on. Where was I at? For as one body, there are members, and they do not all have the same function. We are many, we're one body in Christ. Individual members, one of another. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for just a moment. The gifts and the calling of God are meant to function in the assembling of the church as it is assembled together. He tells us in his word, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even the more so as something approaches. As the day, what day is that? Is it Monday or is it Friday? No, it is the day which is the coming of Christ. But we find many today that are trying to find every, every avenue of getting out of being at church. 
Now let me, let me, let me, let me stop you right there. There's been many due to sicknesses that has not been able to come. I got you. That's, we got that. But we also need to assemble and allow God to use us to function as Christ has authorized us to function. We must be connected to the church. Now, Coosa Valley Church of God is God's church. Amen? I got about two or three. Coosa Valley Church of God is God's church. Is it a perfect church? No. We're not a perfect church. Is there things that we can improve? Is there things that we can continue to improve and to move forward to getting closer to God? Absolutely there is. What God is wanting is people to step up to the plate and to function in His church so that we can be connected to God. The gifts and the calling will not operate except being functioning in the right perspective as God's called. I've seen so many that they'll try to operate outside of the calling of God, outside the parameters that God has called things. And they try to operate. And they, whoo, glory to God, I can do my own thing. I can do what is right in my own eyes. What happens when that takes place? There's a falling. I've seen pastors that have stepped out of the will of God. Why? Because they start to see dollar signs. They start to see they start to see a following. It's all, everybody's following after me. I've told people that if you want to, if you're, if you're in the church, the calling of God, if you're in it for the money, you're in the wrong place. Don't misunderstand me. Coosa Valley takes care of me and my family. We're not millionaires. There's food on my table. And praise the good Lord, there's shoes on my feet when I'm out of the house. I am so thankful of how God has taken care of me and my family, but it is not about finances. It is about God is going to take care of His people. Hello? What God does for me, God can do for each one. Hello? I firmly believe that with all my heart. I believe that God takes care of His people. Amen? I hope somebody believes me. But what we've got to do is we've got to operate in the calling and the will of God. The gift that God has given to us, we must function as a church unit, as a one unit family. If one part of the body, what does that mean? If one part of the body starts to fall, if one part of the body of the church, the body of Christ, the church, if one starts to function and think that he is higher than everybody else, then that is a place, hopefully it's not the pastor, then that is the place where the God has placed people in leadership to bring correction. That's something we, can I say this boldly? I'll say it anyway. That's something we don't see in the church world no more. We don't see correction like you used to. I was talking to someone just in the last couple of days, talking about how that there, there needs to be a form of correction. There, I, I'm talking everybody from, from the very top all the way to the bottom. Hello? I'm going to say this, and this is going to be very unpopular with a lot of my pastor friends, but I don't really care. For far too long, things have been brushed under the rug. Hello? When we do that, the people that knows about that starts to get the sense of two things. One, well, that must have been right. Or two, 
Church don't care about us no more. Come on, hello? It don't operate that way. This is unpopular in the church world, in the movement, in the denial. This is unpopular, but we've got to understand that's not the way the Word of God is written. There has got to be accountability and correction. There has got to be those areas in the church. How do we have that? We function as a body. Hello? Let's go on. I'll use this one as an example. I've been told before that I, I, I get too nosy into di different departments in the church. I didn't know that was possible. This lady right here is the children's church director. These two right here are the student pastors. You ask both of them right now, do I tell you what to teach? Do I tell you how you're going to operate in every area of your ministry in, that, in, that, in this church? We discuss things. I know what's going on. I know the operation. I know what's happening. I know what's taking place. I know what's going to happen, the, happen in a week from now. Most of the time, we don't really know. There's sometimes that things are going to change. Guess what? I told, I told our department leaders a few weeks ago, and I told these guys here, I told them, guess what? The, the theme for the year is sudden change imminent. We can make plans, but things may change. But what we've got to do is we've got to operate together. It's got to function as a unit to move forward in Christ. Brother Andy, you sure are getting awful tough on this. Look, we want to be stronger together. When the devil comes and throws fiery darts, how much harder is it for him when he's coming against one versus he's coming against all of us? when we're praying one for another, when we're going through a battle, how much more can we stand against the wiles of the devil? Come on now. Watch this. I hope somebody on live feed's getting this. I tell you, this is some... Y'all, church, we gotta, get, we gotta grab a hold of this stuff. Look at this. An exhortation. When a person has been placed in a position, given a title are given a place of leadership. That's an exhortation. But when that person is placed there, they must work in humility and not think too highly of themselves. When they start thinking, well, I'm the big cheese around this church. Cheese stinks sometimes, as someone so politely said. Rat will get a hold of a cheese block. But when we, when God has placed us in a position or a, a title, a place of leadership, we need to humble ourselves down. We do not need to think so highly of ourselves. We do not need to be so conceited, prideful, or arrogant. We do not need to be puffed up on our own importance, our looks, our popularity, our ability, our performance, our wealth, our possessions, our opinions, education, goodness, title. The list could go on and on. We do not need to lift our own selves up. We need to lift the one that has put us there. God stands against puffed up attitudes. As a little cartoon character. I don't even know which one this is. Somebody can probably tell me which one is, which TV show it is, which, which person, the character this is. I don't know. But it's one of those that looks like a little puff-up fish. Swims around and then all of a sudden it'll go. Poof. 
I did what? Mrs. Puff, he said. Puff itself out like this. I see church folks. Never mind, I better hush. God stands against puffiness. A puffed up attitude God does not like. What we are and what we have came from God. I've got two paid for, glory to God, hallelujah, best vehicles you got. I got two paid for vehicles. Hallelujah. They still run. I'm going to run them until the wheels fall off. Then I may try to put new wheels on them and run them some more. Come on now. I worked hard to pay them vehicles off. But I didn't do it in my own accord. I did it with God leading and guiding. I did it under the direction of God. God gave me those vehicles. I need to take care of them. Why? Because they belong to God. I handed somebody, somebody, this was, this was way back years ago, Sister Carrie may remember this. We had pulled in to a restaurant in Anniston. We pulled into the drive-thru. It was after Sunday night service. It was, it was dark outside. We pulled into the drive-thru. I'm sitting there. I see the, the, the window where they're going to give me my food. I'm two cars back. All of a sudden, now y'all got to remember this is several years ago. This wasn't when everybody had a gun in every compartment in your vehicle and you're scared slapped to death of somebody coming up to your car like we are now. But somebody walked up to my side and knocked on the door. He better be glad. I cracked my window and I said, hey, you need to go on. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need some help. He goes through his long story. I handed him a five or ten dollar bill. I don't remember which one it was. But as I'm handing it through the, the roll down window, I looked at him and I said, and for the record, I don't give cash no more, so don't even think about it. For the, but I, this is what I said. I said, as he grabbed a hold of that money, this is what I told him. Sister Carrie can tell you I said this. I told him, you need to understand something. You've asked, and I'm going to give you this. I said, but you need to be very careful because I'm giving you God's money. This don't belong to me. This belongs to God. And if you do something different than what you've told me, I said, I'm going to pray that God have mercy on you. He said, uh, uh, thank you. And he walked off. Brother Andy, you scared him. I hope so. What we've got to understand, number one, you don't come up and knock on one another. We need to take very much, we've got to be good stewards of that that God's given to us. We've got to be very careful about the things that God's given to us. Why? Because what we have and what we, what we, are, and what we are and what we have comes from God. The, the scripture tells us that God has dealt every man, woman, and child a measure of faith. So let's, took a, let's take a look at that word for just a moment. The word faith, in the context of these verses, pull that verse up, dealt... To every man the measure of faith. I don't know which verse, which, which verse it is. The word faith in this context. Verse 3 or 4. The word faith in the context of these verses mean a working faith. So many times Christians think that I can have the faith in God and I can sit back and do, any, do nothing and God's going to do the rest. We must understand that we've got a working faith. How many believes that if 
something happens. How many's ever broke your leg? Hang on. How many's ever broke your leg? Okay. How many's ever ever how many's ever had a car wreck and was in a coma for a little while? When you are in that state, whether it broke a leg, you're in the hospital, whatever the case is, how many knows that your muscles start to become weak? Why? Because you have not used them. Sure, they get physical therapy coming in there and they start to try to do this number while you're laying on your back. And, and, and guess what? The person, because I've, I've been in some of y'all, I've been in some hospital rooms when they've been doing that and the, and the patient was, uh, they start grunting. Why? Because it don't feel good. Why? Because I hadn't used them muscles in a while. Guess what happens when we don't use our faith? Oh, come on now. We have to use our faith. Why? Because it's a working faith. That working faith is the ability, the gifts and the ability God gives to us. And the faith and the drive and confidence to use those gifts. God has given us a measure of faith, a working faith, and that faith is the drive and the confidence to use what God has given to us. There's a difference in the confidence and, and arrogance. Anybody hear me? Anybody hear a word I said? I hope everybody's still here. Very simply, a working faith is the ability and a drive within a person to get what God has given and to serve God and make his or her contribution to the kingdom of God and to the life we're living. You've got to do both. How do I know this? Take a look at James chapter 1. James chapter 1 and verse 17, this is what it tells us. It says, every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Every good gift comes from God. God gives every person, not just one, not just a few, but God gives every person a gift. Nobody has the monopoly over any gift. My Bible tells me Brother Bob, I, 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 my Bible says this. I think yours does too. Brother Larry, yours might say, I think yours says the same thing. Brother Roger, you tell me if yours says something different. But my Bible tells me that we can ask. Did, did it say anywhere that it can only be the pastor? Ask and it shall be given. The Bible tells us that we can lay hands on the sick and what? Don't misunderstand me. I love being able to pray for folks. I miss that more than anything else. That and visiting, home visits. I miss it. It's hard to do some of those things in the middle of everything going on. But what we've got to understand is simply this. It don't have to be the pastor that lays hands on you to pray for you to receive your healing. Come on now. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing what? The soap opera. No, I'm sorry. And hearing the news, <laughs> hearing the word of God. It's high time that we lay the magazines down, we lay the newspapers down, it's high time that we turn the TV off and get a hold of the word of God and start reading it to ourselves. We need to get 
into the Word of God. By getting into the Word of God, no person has a monopoly over any gift or ability. God still has an order and a structure, but every single believer has been gifted by God. No one has been left out. God gives some the gift of the piano. Everybody doesn't have that gift. God gives some the gift of singing. We know everybody, never mind. But God has given us a gift and an ability and it's time as a church we step up and start using what God has given to us. There's no room for pride or arrogance in the kingdom of God. There's no place in the kingdom of God for thinking that somebody is more important than somebody else. Those thoughts are insane. You don't look at somebody and say, well, they're more important in God's eyes because they got money and this person don't. They're all equal in the sight of God. I had somebody from this church. They're no longer attending here. You're fixing to find out why. I had somebody from this church come to me and tell me that I needed to quit listening to this group of people and start listening to this group of people because this group of people... And this group of people, you got to listen to them. They ain't nobody a big eye in the sight of God. We're all equal. Let me tell you something, church. If you've ever felt like that I don't, I mean, I can act on anything, everything that's told to me, but I'm going to tell you something. If, if the right timing is, is there, I'm going to stop and I'm going to listen. But I know that some have tried to talk to me right after service. That ain't the right time. Because y'all know me. I'm trying to talk to everybody. I don't want nobody getting out them doors without me and uh, uh, Miss Becca getting a dance. Y'all hear me? Nobody is so great in the sight of God. God has us all on equal playing field. Genuine believers, the body of Christ is the most perfect, beautiful picture. It is beautiful when genuine believers are working together. There's verses all throughout the Word of God that backs up this notion found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 4, chapter 5, uh, uh, chapter 5 Colossians chapter 1. There's verses all throughout the Word of God that talks about the church working together. The union of a fellowship of genuine believers is not based off of friendship, off of preference, neighborhood, profession, human need, opinion, or organization. Did anybody hear me? The union of a fellowship of genuine believers is not based off of Friendship, preference, neighborhood, profession, human need, opinion, or of organization. But it is born of the Spirit of God, a truth, but spiritual birth and union. I love it that several of us, I've been to several of y'all's houses. Y'all have invited me over. Me, y'all, y'all didn't invite me over. Y'all invited Sister Curio. I know what you did. I love it when we go out to eat together. But that's not what builds the fellowship of the body of believers. It is born out of the Spirit of God working among the believers. It is a union that is consistent in the intimate fellowship with God. 
The point is very clear. Every believer does not have the same office, the same title, the same calling or function. But God has set the believer in the world for a specific purpose. And God has gifted every believer with a measure of faith. If you don't remember anything, remember this right here. I know, I know. But watch this. Only we know ourselves. Only we know accurately and honestly and truthfully how we can make a contribution in our families, our jobs, the society that we're in, the church, and the world. Only we can serve to the full capacity of what we can fulfill and take on in this earth. If we think too highly of ourselves, we attempt too much, we're going to end up falling. If we think too little of ourselves, we never do as much as we could or make the contributions we could have made. Too many times church folks sell God short. Last, I've got three verses for you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not on his own interest, but on the interest of others. That's, that's word of God. That ain't me. James chapter 4 and verse 10. Humble yourselves before God. And God will exalt you. Last, 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5. Likewise, you who are younger in the Lord. We're not talking biological here. We're talking spiritual age. You who are younger in the Lord, be subject to those who are older in the Lord than you, who have been placed in an area of leadership over you. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Would you stand all over the house? Church, We're living, I'm going to put this on a record and repeat, because I say this just about every service, we're living in the last days. We do not have time to play church. God is wanting a group of people to quit playing church and start worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. If you don't get anything out of Stronger Together, we still got a few more services to go with this. You don't get anything out of this. Get this right here. We need to quit playing around with God. We need to start being the church. We need to start worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. There are too many people that are playing church. My, my sister, when we was younger, she'd be playing with her Barbie dolls. Me and my brother... We did, what, we did what little boys did. We popped the heads off of every one of them. We were little boys. But God is getting tired of people playing church. God is coming back for a church that's on fire. Not in ICU and not on a diabetic coma. God is a spiritual diabetic coma. God is coming back for a church that's on fire. We need to get ready. We're stronger together. Would you bow your heads and pray this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, God, as we come to you again today, we want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity that you've allowed us to come into your house to worship and praise you. Father, I pray right now that something has been said to, to stir the hearts and lives of each one that is here. 
to stir us to be better Christians, to help us to grow closer together, to, to, to have a, a stronger urge, a stronger desire to get into your word. Father, I thank you. I praise you for what you've done in our lives. Praise you for what you're going to continue to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Those that are on live feed, thank you for being a part of our services this morning. Join us back this afternoon at 5 o'clock. If you have any prayer requests, feel free to text it to the number or visit the website that's on your screen. May God bless you as our prayer. Amen and amen.